0: to The Outcast, the podcast for anyone who has ever felt like an outsider or an outcast. I'm so happy you're here and let me take a moment to wish you happy holidays. And thank you for checking out this podcast. My true desire is to talk about things that bring light and openness to topics of social injustice, human injustice, and those things that leave many people feeling in the dark and alone. If you love this podcast as much as I do, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and go ahead and give it a great rating too. I would love that. I've been very excited to see a lot of new events in the LGBTQ plus community in the Fredericksburg region. And some of that is due to some of my great friends with the community organization called The Social's Life. You can find them on Instagram, The Social's Life and TheSocialsLife.com. I've titled this episode Don't Drag Me Down and I'm thrilled to introduce you to my friend and the best drag queen performer in the world. My friend Adam, a.k.a. the fabulous India Bombay. Adam, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. So I'm excited because you're getting ready to be back in Fredericksburg very soon, and I wanted to do a little uh, a little behind the scenes of drag shows because drag shows have changed a lot over the years. But I, I have yet to meet someone who said I didn't have a fabulous time at a drag show, uh, and and you have done many many drag shows. You're a comedy queen. You're fabulous. You look great. You're so good at it. How did you get into it, and and what are you doing right now? Are you are you still doing drag shows up in New York?
1: Um, I. I'm, I'm, I've am i done it long enough that I can now pick and choose the shows that I want to do.
0: Oh, wow. That's great.
1: <laughs> um, so I have been doing drag for about 17 years. It'll be 17 years, the first Thursday in January. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so um, I actually got into drag on a dare. I had been hanging out with a very good girlfriend of mine. We've been friends for 20, 20-some years. And I had just recently come out, and she wanted to explore the gay culture in Binghamton, New York. And I wasn't really feeling it. So it took her some time, but she convinced me to check out this drag show that was at a little bar called Merlin's. I had wanted nothing to do with drag queens. I thought they were strange and weird, and I just (laughs) didn't understand the whole concept. So long story short, she convinces me to go, and I met this fantastic drag queen named Katrina, and before the end of the show, I had convinced myself that I could do a better job. And my friend says, I dare you. And,
0: and so you I did took it. grow her up on her dare. Wow. Wow. And here I am, 17 years later. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is great.
2: The Outcast Podcast is supported by Richmond to com. Most folks who work here love living here. And that makes a difference. that work.
0: And and I just want to go back to, to something you, you said a few minutes ago about uh, it being on a dare. I feel like that should be the name of a new board game, Drag on a Dare. Uh, I feel like that is... That is wouldn't that make <laughs> oh, a fun you, board game?
1: <laughs> could you imagine the amount of stuff that would have to come in that board game.
0: Right. Oh, so much stuff. <laughs> makeup, a lot of hairspray. Yeah. Makeup, wigs, corsets, heels. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hairspray. I feel like, you know, a lot of people uh, go to drag shows, you know, a lot of times when when they're traveling and it's like, oh, you know, and you go to this big drag show and, and maybe you don't know that there are drag shows like generally in every town, not even like, not even just the big towns. I mean, they're everywhere. And and it's it's still, even though it's, I feel like drag shows have kind of changed the years. What, what do you think? I mean, you, you know, 17 years in, you've obviously seen kind of an evolution with drag shows over the years.
1: Oh, absolutely. I remember when I far- first started doing this, So we would be sneaking into clubs, you know, in these little dark alleyways so nobody could see us and we'd get ready. I you know, we'd take all of our stuff to the, the club and we'd get ready in the dressing room. And the dressing rooms were usually, you know, the empty bottle room or, you know, up a terrible, a terrifying flight of stairs. Right. And, I mean, you'd just get ready, and you'd do the show, and it would be packed to the rafters. I mean, there'd be so many people there. You couldn't even move. And after the show, we'd all go upstairs, and we'd get out of our drag and go back down and join the crowd and sneak back out to the cars so nobody would see us. Or, God forbid, somebody knew we were at a gay bar. Right. And now, I mean, if, if I go out as myself, as Adam, people don't recognize yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But I go out as India, and everyone wants to buy a drink. Everyone, you know, get out of that seat. She needs to sit down. And it's just, it's changed so much.
0: Yeah, it really has. And I feel like um, it's it's so interesting because I, when I met you, I met you, of course, as Adam before the show and all of that sort of thing. And, and you are funny and just a great guy. And, and then I saw you do drag and I was like, whoa, you're so good at this. You're so talented at this. Where did India Bombay come from? Where did you come up with the stage name? Where did that come from?
1: Um, My friend, Chris, actually, he is a retired drag queen. Yes, we do retire. <laughs> he hung up his heels many years ago. Um, his stage name was Ingenue. He was the cotton candy queen of Binghamton, New York. Oh, wow. Um, and he, first time I had gotten myself in drag, it was terrifying, by the way. Uh, there's still a, 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 what do they call them? Tint type, you know, the old style photographs. There's oh, still yeah. one of them knocking around somewhere. Oh, wow. Of my first show. And uh, I didn't have a name. I was trying to come up with something really vulgar and off, you know, crude, and I was drinking Bombay Sapphire, (laughs) and I was rather inebriated, (laughs) and I was about 75 pounds heavier than I am now, and he goes, what's your name, darling? And I was like, I don't have one yet, and he goes, well, you're as big as the country of India, and I see you sucking on that Bombay Sapphire, so how about I call you India Bombay? Love it. (laughs) And I was like, all right, and it stuck.
0: Wow. And so you've done a lot in the uh in the New York scene. I mean, that's a whole different ball game I feel like with drag shows.
1: It is. Um we have a huge huge selection if you will <laughs> of performers um from all walks of life. I mean, normal shows that I do, we've got teachers, we've got nurses, we've got people who work in banks, there's a couple of bakers, and you just you never know. The person that's on stage performing could be your your kid's science teacher. You'd right. never
0: know. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's funny. I feel like, you know, you know, you have this like stereotypical thought process of a drag show and and then you go and and the behind the scenes is just phenomenal. I mean, it's just it's it's a riot to uh, to get to know all of you guys and and really just kind of see how it all gets put together. First of all, the getting ready process is I feel like something that it's it's two or three hours long. I mean, sometimes, right?
1: Absolutely. Sometimes up to four. It depends. <laughs>
0: yeah. It depends on the person. It's, and it's like, it's everything you want it to be. It's makeup. It's hairspray. It's everything. And, you know, there's a lot going on there. How do you get your costumes? How do you pick out what you're going to wear and, and what you're going to do?
1: Um, well... <laughs> I have more drag than I know what to do with. <laughs> so um, I like to piece things together. I can sew. I can make costumes. I'm a whiz with a hot glue gun. But if you're if you're not, then you're not a good drag queen. Um, of course. So I, I I I'd rather like find my stuff in a thrift store, mm-hmm. you know, than than make something. I right. mean, you can do so much. I go to a thrift store and I buy a couple of old gowns and rip them up and make something completely new. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody's trash is definitely going to be my treasure, and I'm going to look a hell of a lot better in it.
0: (laughs) true story true story so when you put together your performance I feel like you're you're different because you also I mean you also have hosting skills and mad comedy skills you are very funny on stage has that been has that always been something you wanted to get into was the comedy part of it too
1: uh well I always told my mother that I would be famous one day and if I have to do it like dress like a lady then god that's what I'm going to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: And- but I have. I've been on stage for my for most of my life, you know, in theater. And I've done, I did a, a little bit part in a movie that was whole, a terrible movie. Um, and I've been in a couple of documentary series about little things. But um, I've never really had a big break, so to say, when it comes to. Adam, but as India, people, you know, knocking down doors right and left, and it's it's different. What you can accomplish when you completely change who you are, but it's not really changing who you are. You're just adding the extension to yourself that well How how do you want to say it? That will give you that in.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: I know how to. I know how to do it. And like I said, if I have to do it, dress like somebody else and. That's what it is.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a big performance piece. I mean, and you're right; it's an extension of who you are, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, it's not like you uh, put on a dress and all of a sudden you're funny, and you weren't funny before. <laughs> <Because> exactly, <laughs> you are. You're a very funny guy. So uh, I want to tell everybody where they can uh, where they can see you coming up soon in Fredericksburg. It's actually going to be a huge drag show New Year's Eve, and it's going to be over at Spencer Devin Brewing in downtown Fredericksburg. We are so excited to uh, to be a part of it and to really just uh, get the word out and help promote it and I know it's gonna be a great show now you are gonna be you're gonna be the one you're gonna be the lead of the show
1: yep it's it's so exciting and uh, the, the the second the microphone gets put in my hands the energy changes <laughs> yeah. and India gets turned on yeah. and the show starts and I will stay in character until I get home and rip those godforsaken eyelashes
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, though, last time you were in Fredericksburg, uh, and I got to hang out with you till uh, wee hours of the morning, way too late. <laughs> I won't even tell stories about what happened after uh, midnight. But anyway, um, we saw... I definitely
1: didn't turn into a pumpkin, let's you kn- just say well, that. Well, that's
0: true. I did, but you didn't. It was weird. Um, so, no, the last time you were here, you were actually in drag all day long. You You were in outfits all day long, walking around downtown Fredericksburg. Uh, to help promote what was going on with uh, the socials as well as with the drag show and then what was so interesting and and just gave me I don't even know just gave me this this fantastic appreciation for what you do adam is is we st- the drag show started we had sound equipment problems you remember that and yes. you had to talk to get ready you had to keep talking for the longest time and your opening stretched out until about like three or four openings I mean I mean you just had to keep talking until we got the sound equipment fixed it you were phenomenal just like organically really great i mean on your feet without even and it had been in drag all day long
1: it's exhausting but you know you've got to do it somebody's got to do it and if you know it gets left to me to take over and you know entertain while they fix the sound problems i'm I can do it. I Just give me 30 seconds and I'll be okay. <laughs> right.
0: And you were. I was so impressed. I was literally so impressed. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about the serious side of this too because downtown Fredericksburg, the Fredericksburg area, uh, you know, it's in Virginia and Virginia kind of hit and miss just like a lot of states with uh, acceptance of people that uh, look different, acceptance of the LGBTQ community plus uh, acceptance uh, in a lot of ways and there have been you know, when you go when you were out in drag in Fredericksburg, you get looks sometimes. How, how does that? Absolutely. S- how do you feel about that? How do you deal with it?
1: Um, well, in my mind, I just say, I'm sorry, I look better than your wife does. But <laughs> you just um, <laughs> you just have to you, you roll with the punches. Honestly, these people, they, they they look at you and they judge you, but they don't understand what it does for you as a person to be out like that and to yeah. be able to express yourself open and publicly and not be offending anybody. You know, I'm not going out dressed, you know, in in a bra and panties. Yeah. I put thought into what I was wearing. I was, you know, I dress very nicely. I mean, once I'm in the club and the doors are closed, I will go out on stage wearing next to nothing. But that's because that's part of my act. Right. You know, when I'm out in public as India, I'm representing the LGBTQ plus community and drag queens and I don't want people to have a bad image in their mind of oh i saw this trashy drag queen walking down the street that's you know yes i am the queen of trash but i'm not a trashy (laughs) entertainer
2: right right. and
1: that's what people don't understand a lot of that as i'm not a trans person i'm not on a journey i enjoy my my man bits where they are (laughs) and i have all the respect in the world for people who are you know transitioning but i'm an entertainer this is my job it would just be it would be uh, it's me walking down the street in my drag is the same as, you know, a Hollywood actor walking down the street in a costume. I'm only doing this for work.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up, because I think it's important, too, that that we discuss the journey. There is a different... every The whole journey process for everyone is different. I mean, you could go to a drag show and not and not know uh, who's behind the performer, what's going on there. I mean, you may find that there is uh, someone who identifies as male and will continue to identify as, as male. Someone who is a gay male, someone who uh, is transitioning. There are a lot of different journeys going on in one drag absolutely. show.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot, and I have a lot of uh, a lot of drag friends that are transitioning from male to female and female to male, mm-hmm. and if I have. I, I don't see them any differently. I don't see them as, oh, you, you're not a drag queen because you're trans, you're transgendered. No, okay. honey, if you identify as a female, and you put on ten pounds of makeup and twenty pounds of hair, and you, you're a drag queen. Right. I've got a lot of biological female friends that do drag. My own sister. I paint my own sister to look identical to me.
0: Oh, wow. To
1: India. And we do a routine together and we look like twins.
0: That's fantastic. I want to see that.
1: She's she's happily married to her husband for, you know, 15 years there's 20 years. I don't know how long they've been married. But and they've got three great
0: kids. (laughs) Don't you think that's the point, too, is to be accepting of of everyone in that community? Because that's what uh, everyone in our community is looking for in every other community is acceptance.
1: That's all people want is acceptance, and they want to be they they want to be loved, and they want people to know that we're not creepy people, we're not weird people, we're out to have fun and to express ourselves.
0: You know when uh when the drag shows started happening in Fredericksburg this was something uh that I know ruffled some feathers uh on occasion in this area as it does in, in in a lot of areas sometimes you know you have some people who like it some people who don't some people who agree with it some people who don't I I love the fact that Spencer Devin Brewing has has continuously stepped up and said hey listen this is this is something we want to do and uh you're welcome to come or not to come and it's that simple It's
1: and I'm I'm so grateful for that. Um, at a lot of places that that are leery about it, that that don't quite, that they don't know what to expect. I mean, for instance, there's this little little bar in Podunk, Pennsylvania that we go do a show at, and like, we didn't know you can still smoke in this bar. Oh wow! And you know, it's a it's a hillbilly bar. Yeah, so that's what they they call it. And we put on fantastic drag shows there, and these small town people that live simple lives honestly they're just coming out for uh to see a show and i mean yeah maybe it's the curiosity and they want to see what what it's actually all about and by the end of it these these straight burly mountain men are the ones stuffing dollar bills down <laughs> our shirts and screaming and hooting and hollering because they've never seen anything like it and it's the best god time they've had in a long time right it's and fantastic they, and they'll say ladies they're like and they they will they call us ladies and they say we cannot believe you have the balls to get up there and do that good for you guys <laughs> And we, you know, and that's all we want. We we're not out to change minds. We're out to show people how to have fun, right? And that it it's not all, you know, it's not it's all smoke and mirrors. We're actual real people, right? Like I will sit down next to you at, when I'm done with my show, and kick my heels off, scratch myself, and ask for a beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's we're we're normal everyday people.
0: So I I always like uh, on this show Adam to also uh, talk about. If there is a, if there was a coming out process for, uh, for my guests, and if they would be willing to share some of that, because I know a lot of a lot of people who listen uh, may be struggling with their coming out process, whether it's to themselves or something, uh, something else in their community or in their family or uh, in their in their wor- place of work. What was the coming out process like for you, and uh, how far have you come from that uh, journey? What's your journey been like there?
1: Um. Well. Uh I came out when I was 18 to my closest friends. We were actually taking a trip to New York City, and I was hemming and hawing, and oh, my, my friend, finally, she pulls the car over, and she's, what the hell is your problem? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got to tell you something. And, you know, it's, she's driving, I'm in the passenger seat, and my other two best girlfriends, I mean, if that didn't say anything right there, I'm in a car with three girls going to New York City. Um <laughs> <laughs> there she's like, well, what is it? I'm like, I'm gay. And she goes, you idiot, we all knew. And she oh, put fine. the car back and drive, and she took off. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was only out to them for a little, you know, for, let's see, it was about, I didn't come out to my mother until my best friend's 21st birthday party. And I did it probably the worst way possible.
0: <laughs> is there ever a good drunk. way, though?
1: <laughs> yeah, but when you get drunk and you call your mother and you Well,
0: yeah, probably not.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't... It, it, I wanted it to go a lot differently, but it it, it happened. Um, my mother and I have not always had the best relationship, but it is something that we're working on. Um, she is fully accepting of me being gay, and she has come to many, 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 many of my drag shows um she got to sit front row when i did a show with shangela oh wow From rupaul she was like my mom's like that's a man i was like yes mom that is a man (laughs) she's like this is she goes this is fantastic but the music is so loud it's shaking my heart right out of my body (laughs) like well this is this is my life this is what we do and she goes oh my gosh it's so much fun oh that's Um, great and my dad is my dad is accepting he's very 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 accepting of me i Got to tell him face to face that I was gay, and he said he he goes I I knew, you know I am your father. So I mean it was it was it was okay. My all of my siblings there's I have four sisters and three brothers. Um, my sisters are all very accepting. They said my oldest sister she has she lets me paint her up to look like India, and we do a show together. Um, and you know it's it's it was it was pretty okay for me. Um, I didn't face a lot of repercussions at work, um, because I never really hid who I was. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had girlfriends, I've had boyfriends, of course, I have an ex-wife, which is another story for another time, and I'll (laughs) tell you that when we come... I'll tell you that story when I come down for New Year's Eve.
0: That'll be our after-the-show drinks together. We'll do that. But, I mean, yeah, it wasn't too
1: difficult, but I've had... I've experienced other people, you know, from my area... And I grew up in a very, very, very small town. I grew up on a dairy farm, you know, and it was, a, it was a huge dairy farm, and there was only 30 kids in my graduating class.
2: Oh, wow. So,
1: you know, options were pretty limited as far as, you you know, for who you could date when you were in school, because I was related to almost everybody in my class. <laughs> everybody knew. We knew. We'd known each other for, you know, our entire lives. Our parents went to high school together. So for me, it was it was a lot easier coming out than it has been for a lot of other people, especially kids from bigger cities where you kind of just get lost in the crowd. Yeah, and you get tagged as the gay kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like in my area, yes, I was the gay kid, but I was also the gay kid that would punch your face in if you said <laughs> something to anybody. It didn't matter. Yeah, you know, I yeah the gay kid, but he's a dairy farmer it was rough and tumble. It's just it's not you know it was it was never a label that was stuck to me now mm-hmm. i'm the drag queen everybody knows that Oh, do you know that he's the drag queen? Everyone's like, "Yeah, she's fantastic too. You should see her sometime."
0: <laughs> that's a good label. That's a good label to have, especially when you're the drag queen, because it is uh, it is a true story. What is your uh, What is your hope uh, for the LGBTQ plus community as a whole? I mean, I know you know we've gone through a lot, uh, ups and downs. There's been a lot of uh, uh, political waves that have hit us, certainly in in the last uh, year or two, and and you know things are. Moving and changing, some in a good direction, some in a not so good direction. What what is your hope for the community?
1: I just, I really, I really just wish for all of us to keep just to stick together. Yeah, you know, strengthen numbers, and we have to stop separating each other out. We are one community. We are not multiple communities. You know, lesbian, gay, trans, bi, whatever. We are still one community, and you know, it's not fair that one group gets singled out and gets treated differently because of, you know, the type of gay person that they are or queer person. You know, it's not all labels. We are all one people. And, you know, we've already been labeled. Why give each other more labels?
0: It's so true. And I feel like, you know, that is a theme I hear on this show. It really is. It's, it's, you know, it's just... Can we get to a place where we're stripping away some of the labels so that we can be one? You know, we can sort of, you know, all exist safely in the same community.
1: That is and that is my hope, that we can all just safely come and, you know, be one together and not be not looking at each other. Oh, that person's this and this person's this. You can't sit at my table at lunch because you don't fit with my, you know, my part of the gay community. That's not how it's supposed to be.
0: India Bombay is the best drag queen I have ever laid my eyes on, and I'm pretty sure I laid my hands on her once as well. Uh, But you can see her in action uh, at Spencer Devin Brewing on New Year's Eve. It is going to be an unbelievable show, and if you want to reserve a table, you'll need to call Spencer Devin at 540-479-8381. 540-479-8381. Or you can, of just uh, you can Google Spencer Devin and it will pop right up for you. And you're going to have a blast. I promise if you come out and hang out with us on New Year's Eve for the uh, for the big drag ball. It's going to be great. India, I can't wait to see you. Adam, you're lovely and wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing your life with us, your performance with us. I can't wait to see you on New Year's Eve.
1: I'm, I can't wait to see you. We're going to have so much fun. And you're going to be all the sparkles and glitter that you could possibly think of.
2: The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests on this podcast are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.
0: Happy Brew Year's Eve! Don't let your New Year's Eve plans this year be a drag, or maybe you should. It's almost time for the Brew Year's Eve Drag Ball, Monday, December 31st at Spencer Devin Brewing. A drag show to ring in the new year with some of the East Coast top entertainment from Richmond, D.C., and New York's very own comedy queen, India Bombay. Killer drag, drink specials, midnight toast, and more. Showtime is 9 p.m. at Spencer Devon Brewing in Fredericksburg. Tickets are $15. Call to reserve your table. 540-479-8381.